Running the option on first down. Hagan has it. He has Rome. He's got one man to beat. Now he pitches to Flanagan, and he may take it all the way. Flanagan's in for the touchdown. McKinley Wright from the logo. Got it. Oh, McKinley Wright. Welcome in to the DNBR Buffs podcast presented by Manscaped. I'm Henry Chisholm, and uh, today I had a chance to talk with Rick George. Uh, me and was, I think, I think there were 35 people in the call, including Rick George and me and a couple of people on the Buffs staff and um, probably about 30 reporters. So it, it was good to hear his thoughts, hear his takes on a bunch of situations. He was... He was pretty open with his thoughts, I, I I felt like. I think that he had some opportunities where he could have just said, you know what, we can't think about the future too much, we don't have enough information. And he did, he did repeat that refrain, that he doesn't have enough information to be making big decisions or projections about what football season is going to look like at this point. Um, but at the same time, he was willing to speculate at least a little bit. You know, he, he said things like, they're working on the most likely scenarios, but they're struggling to figure out what those or which scenarios are most likely. And then he said, by the end of May, we might have a better idea of what those scenarios look like. You know, that's not a firm timeline by any means, but at least he's starting to give us a bit of an idea what um, this timeline could look like. And that that is one of their target dates to figure out um what is going on with football season, I guess. Um, a whole bunch of good information. Uh, um, before I play the full audio for you, and I actually got it to sound a lot better this time, so hopefully you guys are excited about that because it actually sounds great. It's about a 35-minute conference call for those of you who are interested. Before I play that, though, I'm going to go through all of the big news here um, and uh, then let him tell you everything else. Um, so... Uh, let's just start with the beginning of my Twitter timeline, um, which is when he said, and this is what he opened by saying, and, and that's that the goal for the buffs is to have a world-class experience for the student athletes. And that that is still what is at the forefront of Rick George's mind and his whole team's mind when they're making decisions as to what, um, Honestly, what the day-to-day life is for people on the Buffs staff and the student-athletes who are participating in the Buffs athletic programs, um, but also long-term um, what that will look like. And, and he says that that's really guiding him. Uh, for example, things like making sure that if positions are cut, that those positions aren't coming from um, the the mental health staff or uh, the the 
um, training staff, rehab staff, um, the nutrition staff, um, all of the tutors is very important. I think that that was the second thing you listed, maybe the first. Um, making sure that he's providing the, the type of life to the student athletes, student life to the student athletes that they were kind of promised during the re- recruiting. And making sure they're getting access to as much help as they need academically, um, staying healthy, doing this kind of thing. Um, and that's where it's all starting. He also said that if there are cuts, that uh, he would be the first one to take a pay cut. Um, and I think that that's pretty important. And I think that that was kind of the theme is that, you know what, things might kind of get ugly, but we can handle it and we're, we can all make sacrifices. Um, speaking of sacrifices, I think probably the biggest news to come out of today's phone call is that Rick George decided to offer Tad Boyle his NCAA uh, a turn- or a tournament appearance bonus. So that's a $105,000 bonus. Um, that you get for making the NCAA tournament, um, actually playing in a game, I think is how it's written, uh, which is important to uh, identify because there was no NCAA tournament, so Tad Boyle didn't make an appearance in the NCAA tournament. Um, the Buffs would have if there had been one. Um, and so Rick George decided to give that $105,000 to Tad Boyle, and Tad Boyle decided to decline it. And I think, let's see, where's the quote from Rick? The, the quote from Rick was, um, he preferred that we use it in different areas in this crisis. So good on Tad. Uh, I can't imagine just turning down $105,000. I mean, compare that to the rest of these donations that you see now. Um, I don't want to be that like donation shaming guy, but there are a lot of people with a lot more money than Tad Boyle, um, who have already done a lot less, um, I don't know. Again, $105,000 to some people, like to Tad Boyle, it isn't what it would be to me, obviously, but that's still a whole lot of money uh, that he left on the table. So props to him for that. Um, also, twice last week, um, the the Buffs had a snack shack. Uh, so one at a time, student athletes could go over, grab a protein bar, jerky, whatever else they have in there. Um, so they're still doing that kind of stuff for the student athletes who are still in Boulder. Um, he also said that the name image likeness committee, uh, that, that he himself, Rick George is a part of is meeting next week. Uh, we could hear some more news about how players could be paid for their likeness. Who knows? In in a perfect world, we're hearing news about, um, a, a potential path to another NCAA football video game. That's what I'm kind of holding out hope for. Um, that might be a ways down the line before we hear anything about that though. Um, also about 10 days ago, I think, I think Rick George on the call said it was 10 or 12 days. He can't really remember, but the NCAA decided that universities can give an extra year of eligibility to spring sport athletes, uh, if they want to return for another year. Um, but the way that it was written, it's, it's that the schools then have a choice. So Colorado was given the choice to let those student athletes come back if they could afford to, you know, pay the scholarships to house them, um, to feed them, to keep them healthy, to help them with tutors, all, all of the costs that go along with um, supporting student athletes. Uh, Rick George decided on Monday that Colorado will be allowing um, the student athletes who wish to turn 2020, the 2020 spring season into a red shirt season. Um, they can do that. So the seniors can come back if they're interested. Um, 
So he made that decision on Monday. Today's Thursday, and the coaches are still kind of like working through everybody, figuring out who wants to come back, who already had a job lined up, all that kind of stuff. Um, and that's going on as we speak right now. Um, some more notes, you know, uh, he was asked about the potential for college football to be played in empty stadiums. Uh, here's his quote. He said, that would be challenging. It would be different. Where that goes at this point, we don't really know. We continue to have conversations in our conference and nationally about what that would look like. Um, again, it, it just goes into the uncertainty of everything. It could be that everything's fine by fall. It could be that it's next fall, um, but but nobody really knows. And, and with all this uncertainty, uh, with the talk of lost jobs and that kind of stuff, it is worth mentioning that... Uh, Rick George has spent some time looking through the budget, um, including with the reduced payout from the NCAA, which is important. Um, and he says, we still believe we'll be in the black. I'm confident in that. That's a very important note. Um, so uh, things are good. Um, he, he said that he doesn't, I don't think he said he doesn't anticipate having to cut sports, but he said like that is not something that's really on our radar. It's way down the list of things that we could do um and he also noted that you know they they have to travel a bunch in march um they they bring people to the to all the tournament games for example and and they're they're paying for the spring sports in the spring and so there, there is actually I mean, it's easy to focus on not having the dead and company concert anymore not having the camps all summer um and say there's a lot of money that they're going to be missing and and you know, they are losing a bunch of money if you just look at the net total. But it's worth remembering that a lot of those things they're losing, you know, they aren't paying to send the, the women's lacrosse team everywhere. And I'm sure he wishes he was. I think that he would prefer to have any sort of sport back. But that does save some money. Um, he also said that he's working more hours now um, from home than he was before. And he thinks that the football coaches are doing the same thing. I think somebody asked something about cutting the salary of the football coaches there um, because of the circumstances. Um, the, the football coaches, I don't think we've touched on this, but uh, they're allowed to spend eight hours a week with student athletes instead of four now. That was a change that was made um, that a lot of people were pushing for um, because four is, I'm pretty sure, the off-season number. Um, of hours and so since they aren't actually in spring camp or anything right now it's technically the off season so you have to have the limited contact that's been moved to eight which opens up a bunch more time obviously it doubles the amount of time um yeah i think that those are a lot of the big notes um yeah i, I think that that's everything you know it's good to hear from rick again i've the Buffs are lucky to have him. I, I think that that's pretty obvious. I think we all understand that. Um, I'm excited to see how it all plays out. Um, I, I think that, and again, this is something that he he mentions, is that everything is changing. He said, you know, there's there's been a bunch of events like this in history, maybe not exactly like this, but in all of them, you look at what was going on in you know, just the culture and the day-to-day -day life, how people behave before um, the event and after. And there are a bunch of differences, whether you're looking at the Great Depression or the stock market crash 2008, like all of that kind of stuff. And he didn't pull out any specific examples. But uh, you look at those and things are different after than they were before. And he doesn't think this is going to be any different. And so right now it's just the time to be figuring out what's going to be different, whether everybody's going to be, zoom be Zooming in the future. Um, you know, 
little stuff like that. But then the bigger stuff of how many people want to go to football games. Does this spark an interest in people wanting to go watch football again? Or does it make it much less likely? They want to stay inside where it's safe. They're scared of getting sick. I don't know. Um, But those are the types of things that are going on um, behind the scenes. Um, Yeah, I, I think that that's pretty much everything. Again, he's just always seems so controlled, which is what you're looking for. Um, let's see any other thoughts here. I did ask him about the draft. It was kind of just a, it was the last question of the whole thing. I figured he might have some thoughts and we aren't going to see him before a week from tonight, which is the first day of the draft. You know, he brought up seeing Visca, uh, score the touchdown. Which game was that? Was that against USC? That was fun watching that USC game last night. I fell asleep during it, but that meant I missed the ending, which is fine. Um, but I think it was his USC touchdown um, where Visco, like, I think it was he catches a slant, takes it to the house, and Rick George is waiting in the back of the end zone for him. Um, and he brought that moment up and said that it's going to be fun to see where he goes and he's excited and you can kind of put the injuries behind him. Uh, so that was in there too. Um, a bunch of talk about the finances of stuff, what he expects, um, empty stadiums, when sports will be back, any of that kind of stuff. Um, so that's kind of a preview of the important details. Um, if you're like a lot of us and you have 35 minutes to kill, feel free to listen to this whole thing because there is more interesting things going on. There are more actually, not is more. Um, and, uh, you know, I think that this is as close to, to real new information that you're going to get. And there's some good stuff in there. Um, and he can explain what he said a lot better than I can. Uh, so uh, before we jump into that, though, I do want to tell you about our friends at Breckenridge Brewery. Uh, we cannot recommend their food enough. This is so much better than the food you'd expect from just a brewery, really. Um, and, and the greatest part of it all is that they are still delivering um, they're, they're doing the curbside pickup. Obviously, you can't go in and inside and sit down, but if you order online or if you order by calling 303-803-1380, uh, you can pick up food or get delivery between noon and 8. And it's great food. Use the code DNVR and you can save $5. So, I mean, what's better than that? Also, if you just want the beer, um, I mean, you can just order the beer or you can go to the beer locator at... Uh, the DNVR or no at Breckenridge Brewery's website and and it'll tell you exactly where to go um, to pick up the Strawberry Sky or Vanilla Porter Jr. whatever it is that you want to try. Uh, also, the Colorado Raptors are a very important thing that we are very excited about and we're very excited to be covering. So the Colorado Raptors are uh, a professional rugby team in Colorado, uh, in kind of by Cherry Creek out in Glendale. Um, they're, they're, they have some of the best American rugby players that you can see play rugby here. Um, a lot of them are involved in the international game, all that kind of stuff. More than anything, you should be following them because rugby is just so much fun. Um, this is an opportunity for you guys to go back, You know, whether you want to watch some Buffs games, uh, some Broncos games, some whatever you want to watch. There will be even more free time than you have old games to watch. So, you know, take advantage, expand, get into some rugby, see what these guys are all about, and follow Colton Strickler's coverage of the Colorado Raptors at thednvr.com, and uh, he'll get you all set up with that stuff. All right, uh, here is David Platty introducing Rick George. 
All right, everybody. We've got uh, CEO Athletic Director Rick George on the line with us. And uh, like I said, uh, mute your phones, identify yourselves, and ask a question. And Rick, if you want to start with the uh, opening statement or comments on something, go for it. Yeah, I guess, you know, um, I'd just like to uh, say that I hope all of you are doing well and that you're staying safe and that your families are doing well. Um, you know, it's a challenging time for all of us. And, um, you know, I, you know, we got to think about each other and, and uh, people that are impacted by this. And, um, you know, it's uh, uh, an interesting and difficult time, but, you know, uh, together, I think we'll, we'll get through it and uh, hopefully learn some things as we go. Um, I just thought I'd give you a couple very quick updates and then I'll open it up to questions. Um, uh, you know, our student athletes uh, continue to be doing well. Um, you know, we're in, in week 13 of 15 weeks of um, the academic semester. Um, and, you know, we continue to provide support for our student athletes uh, academically through uh, tutorials, uh, study tables. Um, you know, our coaches have really been engaged in this process as well. Uh, I met with our academic um, staff uh, Wednesday or yesterday, I guess, and had a really good conversation about what they're doing and, and how that's going. So I feel really good about, you know, what we're doing academically. Um, you know, we've, uh, nutrition wise, we, we continue to provide, um, support for our student athletes that are here on campus, uh, through our gold court card program where they can go to the grocery store and, and get meals. And, and that, that's gone really well. We've also had, um, twice last week, we had a, a snack shack where student athletes uh, could come by one at a time. We didn't have many. Well, uh, to offer them supplements and bars and jerkies and things like that to, to provide them some additional uh, nutritional support um, and um, a, a grab and go very quickly kind of thing. But, um, you know, that went really well. Uh, you know, we're just trying to engage our student athletes as much as we can uh, to make sure that, that their health and wellness um, is where it should be. And um, so from that perspective, I, I would tell you that I think things are going well. Um, you may have seen earlier this morning um, on our 3C council call yesterday, we approved some legislation, additional legislation. Um, it's um, the accountable athletically related activities for our coaches. Uh, we increased from four to eight, the hours that our, our coaches um, could uh, meet with our student athletes virtually. Um, and all of our sports are considered to be out of season now. So uh, it's for all of our student athletes. Um, we will have a dead week, uh, the week prior to finals and then the week of finals. Um, and uh, these eight hour weeks of virtual Non-physical countable activities include film review, chalk talk, team meetings, um, and also to provide them one day off per week. So I, I think that's going to be really good for our coaches uh, to have four more hours of interaction with their student athletes. And um, so I, I was really uh, glad that, that we had come to that uh, decision yesterday. Um, 
12 days ago or 10 days ago, I'm losing track of days. Uh, the NCAA uh, made a decision that allowed spring sports student athletes to come back another year, um, uh, particularly the seniors that exhausted their eligibility would be able to um, compete another year. Uh, and uh, there was permissible language, which means you could or, uh, or could not do that. Uh, you didn't have to. Uh, we made the decision that we're going to support our spring sport uh, student athletes that uh, decided to come back. Our coaches are in process of uh, having those discussions with uh, their student athletes. I made the decision uh, a couple of days ago in consult in consultation with our chancellor. Um, and so, um, you know, you may have questions about that in a second, but I want you to know that we will support our, our uh, spring sport uh, graduating senior student athletes. Um, as it relates to the name, image, and likeness, uh, we have a council meeting next week. Our legislative solutions group will um, uh, present to the council next week. Uh, there won't be uh, any vote of any kind. It's really more of an educational, um, you know, here's what we're doing from a solutions group. And, uh, and, then, on, uh, and then later in April, we will, uh, on the federal legislative working group that uh, I also serve on, uh, we will um, make our recommendations to the Board of Governors uh, the last week of April. Uh, so anyway, that's that's kind of my update. Um, and I will open it up for questions. No questions. Great. Have a good day. Yeah. Hey, Rick, Rick, it's Rod Mackey from Nine News. Quick question. Uh, earlier, Cincinnati canceled their men's soccer program because obviously with uh, no football, it's been a financial strain for all the universities. What are your thoughts on any sports that might uh, might have to be eliminated or what, what is the update on that? You know, we're looking at a lot of different scenarios. Um, you know, uh, eliminating sports is not at the top of my list. Um, and, um, you know, so, you know, right now we don't have a sport that we would cut. Um, again, we're, we're planning a, a variety of different scenarios based on um, what's ahead of us. And, and nobody on this call can uh, predict what's ahead of us. And so... Um, you know, we're going through that thoughtfully. Uh, our process has uh, been um, uh, methodical and thoughtful because we want to uh, make the right decisions as we move forward based on the scenario that plays itself out. Uh, and so we're, we're working through that. And at, at the appropriate time, Rod, we will uh, make those. But I can tell you that eliminating a sport is way, 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 way down the list. Rick, this is Mark Kisler with the Denver Post. What's your thoughts of playing college football in, uh, in empty stadiums? Uh, look, I, I think that would uh, obviously, um, you know, there's a lot of discussion about the, the what-if scenarios on that. And, um, again, I, I think that would be – challenging um you know i mean it 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 would be different obviously and you know where that goes uh, at this point we we really don't know um you know and and we continue to have conversations in our conference and nationally about 
you know, what those would look like. Um, and um, until we get more clarity on what the future looks like, it'd just be uh, premature for me to, you know, address that. Hey, Rick, I heard Justin Guerrero from Rivals. Um, Pardon me? We're starting to see us. Hey, Rick, this is Justin Guerrero from uh, Rivals. And uh, yeah. we're starting to see uh, a couple instances across the country of either coaches kind of initiating this or um, athletic directors initiating it, but uh, essentially coaches taking uh, a, a small pay cut in the, the five to 10% range, just with as a general response to the, the ongoing coronavirus situation, whatnot. And so just curious if that thought at all, whether hypothetically or in general has crossed your mind as a potential measure to take a, a Colorado. Yeah, again, um, yeah, Justin, thank you, and, and good question, and certainly everything's on the table. Uh, we're, we're having those discussions, and we're uh, talking through uh, what that uh, might look like, um, but again, we're, we're trying to be methodical in our approach to this. Um, you know, I think I said the last time that we, together, we were together um, that uh, we feel really good about finishing uh, this budget year which ends June 30th, um, we, we should be in the black. Um, and, uh, you know, we've still got some things that, um, you know, we're, we're looking at, but, you know, we, we've had to eliminate all of our um, on-campus events, which is a, a hit to us from a revenue perspective in this fiscal year. Um, and, you know, uh, we know that the NCAA's um, distribution is going to be significantly less uh, less and so we we've got um, we've looked at all of that and we still believe uh, that we um, will be in the black and and so um, you know I'm, I'm confident of that and that's why you know we we haven't moved as quickly we just got our third quarter report on Friday on where we were and um, and um, you know now we're really focused on you know, the budgeting process for 2020, 2021, and hopefully by the end of this month, early May, we'll, um, you know, have a little more clarity on what that looks like. Rick, Terry, Rick, Crack, my eyes, sports. Um, Mark's question alluded to the, you know, the no spectator games, but, and so everything is a moving target. We all understand that, but there's been some talk of maybe, in, in, in the interest of enhancing the chances of being able to have crowds moving the season to early next year, what's your feeling about that and whether the whether that's viable? Well, again, I mean, there, there's a lot of different scenarios on the table, and is it viable? You know, again, we're, we've got groups that are, are working on what all those different scenarios look like from a competitive standpoint. Uh, and we're not just talking about football. We're talking about all, all sports. So if, if football – doesn't play or or it's pushed back it would be very similar to all of our other fall sports and so you know we're looking uh, at all of those uh, different sports that we have and certainly football we know um, is uh, significant because of the revenue that it generates and um, and so we do uh, you know we're looking at that closely and you know we're also looking uh, again I think you know as we as we go through these different scenarios, the health and safety of our student athletes is, is primary. Uh, and so we're looking at the uh, climatization periods for that. 
how much time would you need, uh, you know, to get your student athletes physically ready, um, you know, uh, and, and so that that goes into play as well. Uh, could the season be pushed back? That's a scenario. Uh, could it start on time? That's a scenario. Um, you know, there's a lot of things that are out there being discussed, and um, you know, we're, we've got a group uh, that we're you know looking at all of those different scenarios. So, you know, again, it's like planning you know for your budget for your next year. You know, you've got to have a little more certainty on on what it may look like before uh, you can finalize what that would actually look like. Hey, Rick, Rick Rick, Rick, here at the Denver Post, you mentioned your budget and some of the discussions on the table. Uh, have you been approached by Chancellor DeStefano or has it been discussed as some of your peers in the Pac-12 have done uh, taking a temporary pay cut yourself or the Chancellor taking a cut himself? And would you be willing to do so if that was on the table? Well, again, I would say everything's on the table and I would absolutely be the first one to take a pay cut. Rick, this is Kelly Lyle from the Fort Collins, Colorado. Just wanted to ask you, as you look at budgeting and all going into next year, and obviously there are all these unknowns and different scenarios, but could you lay out just kind of what your priorities are going to be as far as what is most important as you look at that process? Yeah, you know, it's a it's a really good question, and um, and and have given this a lot of thought. And you know, my first priority is to make sure that the support areas that we have for our student athletes. So we're talking, uh, you know, our mental health uh, area. We're talking academics, um, nutrition, leadership, and career development, sports medicine. Uh, all of those areas, we've got to make sure that. Uh, the number of our student athletes we have uh, doesn't change, so we've got to make sure that uh, we provide the same level of support. We offer, you know, we tell them that we're going to create this um, world-class experience for them, and those are areas that, um, you know, would be my priority. Um, certainly, you know, from a personnel standpoint, um, you know, I, I want to keep everybody, um, you know, and, and um, you know, all of our sport programs where, you know, I've, I've told you that's way, 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 way down the list. And so, I mean, you know, our, our primary, um, you know, principle that we have going into this is the areas that support our student athletes uh, are going to be uh, paramount in our decision making. It's me again. Uh, cutting in just for a second to remind you that Saturday we are watching the Nebraska game from last year at uh, 1.30 as part of DNVR Watches. Um, I'm really excited. I hope you guys are excited too. Um, we'll tweet out the link for that game about an hour before kickoff, so around 12.30 so that you guys can get all queued up. We'll press play. It'll be on YouTube. We'll all just press play at the same time. Tweet about it using the hashtag DNVR Watches and It'll be like we're all watching it together, except without the potential for us to get sick, which is kind of the perfect combination right now. So uh, definitely be ready for that and put it in your calendar. I, I, I don't know. People use calendars. Well, we, I don't need to get into a calendar bit right now. Um, I'm actually going to tell you just a tiny bit more about Manscaped before we jump back in. It's Thursday, uh, which means, as you guys should all know, it's manscaping day. Thursday's the perfect day for you guys to get all ready to go. That way you have like a day before the weekend to get like anything tweaked up that you need to get tweaked up. 
not tweaked is scary because if you tweak something, it almost sounds like you nick something, which is almost impossible to do with the Lawnmower 3.0 from Manscaped. Um, you can get one for yourself if you use the code DNVR20. You'll get 20% off at manscaped.com. It's it's just the best product out there. The code will give you free delivery too. I cannot recommend it enough because it just it it'll change things for you. I'll say that it'll change things for you. Okay, here's uh here's my guy Rick George again. Hey, Rick, Rick Jerry Fry again. Um, Jerry Fry again. Um, you have a coach, a football coach you hired in late February, and he has not been able to have any spring practice at all. Are you monitoring at all the, the, the transitional process there? Are you concerned about it? I, I realize that's far down the list of priorities too, but do you have any any discussions about what, whether they'll be compensated for not having any spring ball so far? Um, yeah, they're 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 you know they're going to be compensated. They're working uh, with their student athletes and they're running their program. Uh, remotely, just like uh, everybody else is around the country. Uh, certainly at a little bit of a disadvantage uh, because they haven't had as much time uh, to create, um, you know, the culture that they would like. But um, Carl's embraced it. He and his staff have embraced it. They're meeting within the NCAA limitations of four hours a week with their student athletes um, virtually. Uh, they're still game planning. They're still looking at film. All the things that they're doing in the office uh, they're doing remotely. So uh, their role hasn't changed. They're still recruiting. Um, all of that is uh, things that they continually do um, every day. So uh, they're working hard. And I don't know about, you know, at, at least from my perspective, but, um, you know, I'm working uh, as many hours or more than I was uh, before we started going remotely. And I think it's uh, probably the same way for those football coaches. So we're looking at CU's history in the Pac-12 and obviously joining the conference. Uh, one of the cells was based on that California recruiting pipeline. So two-part question for you. How do you think, you know, over CU's history in the Pac-12, that California pipeline has played out, especially in football? And, and then secondly, what effect do you think Coach Durrell will have uh, being a California guy himself? Well, look, I, I, you know, California is important to us, you know, for a lot of reasons. And, and, you know, you just mentioned one, the recruiting piece, but our connection with our alumni and donors, I mean, we've got over 30,000 living alumni on the West Coast. So that's always going to be a pri primary focus area for us. I mean, our first focus is Colorado, getting the best student athletes out of here. Our second and third is California and Texas and uh, you know, Carl's background there um, is uh, important, and I think it's valuable. Um, some of the assistant coaches that he hired, uh, where they're from and their uh, geographic areas are, are significant. Having Cheverini and uh, Hagen that are both West Coast uh, recruiters and guys um, is impactful. So, um, you know, recruiting, they, they do it every day, and they, they have – team meetings or, or staff meetings every day and they're talking about recruitings and uh, recruiting and I think they're going to um, uh, do a really good job of recruiting and I think um, having the uh, experience of the staff that he has put together also is going to be impactful in their decision making and and look you know I, I looked to yesterday and see what Tad did without any official visits on campus 
uh, getting those three uh, student athletes in. I think that was monumental and significant uh, that they were able to do that. Hey, Rick, this is Brian Howell with the Daily Camera. And first off, I hope you're doing well and your family's doing well. But I have a couple of questions for you. Um, I think the last call we were on, you mentioned that uh, the, the financial impact is not going to be very big uh, as far as spring sports. But So I'm curious, first off, how much money did you guys save for spring sports? Uh, because you know, the non-revenue sports, I'm curious if you saved any money by not having those going on. And then my second question is, with no summer camps, the dead and company contracts being canceled, what kind of impact is that for you guys? Yeah, so um, I'm, I'm going to try to do these in order, Brian, but if I miss one, let me know. Um, but as it relates to, um, you know, the concert and the camp, certainly, um, you know, there's an impact on us um, with that, not being able to do that. Um, you know, we, we hope, uh, you know, one of the things is we're talking with the promoters of Dead & Company to talk about future dates and, you know, those conversations will be ongoing. Um, as it relates to summer camps, where, where that really impacts is our coaches and assistant coaches because uh, of the revenue that um, they may be able to uh, get that would support um, their salary here. So, um, you know, that's been a uh, – that'll be tough. And so the, the, the net on that, though, is, is basically – whatever's paid in is paid out in some way minus expenses. So it's almost a, a net net. Um, so it, it really doesn't, that doesn't have an impact on us. The concerts do. And what was your first question, Brian? I, I missed that. I was curious about uh, with the spring sports, you know, you mentioned there's not going to be much of a loss there. Sure. I was curious if you guys actually saved some money by not, by not holding those sports. Yeah. So yes, there's a there's a savings by by not hosting those sport by not uh, having those sports compete. But it also goes to you know team travel. Um, it also um, has to do with going out and recruiting. So all of that. So it's not just the spring sports. It's you know the travel parties for the the spring sports is one, uh, but also uh, for those. Uh, coaches that would have been out recruiting in that time period. Uh, nobody's been out uh, since the middle of March. Uh, and so there is some cost savings there uh, from all of that related travel. Um, and then, you know, your game management uh, staff and those kind of things. So there has been uh, some savings in those areas. And, um, you know, that's part of what offsets some of the uh, decreases in revenue that we've been able to get. Rick, this is Pat Rooney from the camera. I uh, hope you're doing well. When we last caught up with you, you said you were soon to be having a meeting uh, with Tad Boyle to discuss uh, the season. Uh, you mentioned his recruiting class, I guess. How do you feel about the state of the program now? I, I know it hasn't been a priority this past month, but uh, uh, a month out now from the end of the season, you know, I guess how are you feeling on the state of the program and what's our resolution on his NCAA tournament uh, clause in his contract? Yeah, I'll... Um... I'll take the first one, the last one first. Um, you know, we did, uh, I did uh, offer Tad the bonus uh, based on the principle that uh, we felt like he earned it. Um, but Tad uh, declined it um, and um, he preferred that we use it in other areas that would help us 
uh, during this crisis. It, it speaks to who Ted is, and um, and um, you know, I thought that he earned the bonus, and uh, it was offered to him, and um, he declined it. Um, as it relates to um, the the state of the program, um, gosh, I feel great about it. Um, I, I think, you know, at the end of the year certainly wasn't what we would have all liked, and I would have liked to see what we could do in the NCAA tournament. But, um, you know, we go into next year with the, the three student athletes that he signed. Um so I think um, the class that he just brought in um, in combination with what he brought in in the fall and his current student athletes, I think the future of our uh, men's basketball program is going to be outstanding. Rick, it's Pat again. Um, going back to the spring sport senior um, uh, issue, uh, when you kind of approach your, your coaching staff, you know, there's a lot of moving parts to that, uh, letting those sure. in this year come back. Um, was everyone pretty receptive and in, in, in being on board with, uh, you know, the idea that, that seniors can, the seniors can come back next year if they want to, or all your spring, uh, spring coaches? Yeah, you know, again, you know, there's some seniors that have already made plans, right? Um, you know, they've got jobs that they've already, and that's why it was important uh, for us at the council level to make that decision when we made the decision, because we thought it was important uh, that we make this, uh, uh, you know, approve or not approve this legislation, which we approved, so we could give some guidance to our graduating senior. Uh, I talked to our coaches and inform them of, of my decision on Monday. And so they're having conversations with those student athletes right now. Um, and, you know, the, the challenge for, I mean, so, so they're having those discussions. Um, you know, I'm, I'm sure that a number of those student athletes are going to want to come back and we want them to come back. Um, I think it's the right thing for us to do. Um, you know, you make permissible language and, um, uh, if we're going to make it permissive and, and we can do it and it supports our student athletes and our coaches are on board, I think it's the right thing to do. And so I think they've embraced it. Uh, they're having conversations with their student athletes. And, um, you know, the challenge for them will be uh, this year, it, it, they are not going to be included in their financial aid limitations. So this is, to me, an easy year. Um, you know, the, the, the issues moving forward with the other student athletes potentially having another year, you know, how they manage that and their roster sizes and their financial aid limitations. I think, um, you know, that, that'll be where it'll be a little bit more challenging. Rick, this is Ariel or my news, uh, going off of what you just said about roster sizes and, um, about the financial aid. How is that going to be addressed with the new incoming freshman class and all of the students that are still there um, accepting that redshirt year uh, with the influx of student athletes? Yeah, so again, um, you know, that'll be, um, you know, the seniors that want to return, there will be no impact next year. So now some of those freshmen that are coming in, uh, you know, maybe competing against, um, you know, one of those student athletes for, you know, their role, uh, in, in this year. Um, and so, you know, there, there will be some of that. Um, 
And but the following years is then you have to manage your scholarship limits. And so, you know, do you extend this uh, uh, graduating seniors year next year to get that additional year? Um, you know, that's a decision that the coach and the student athlete will collectively make uh, moving forward. Um, and so, you know, we before we uh, had this vote, we had that discussion about, you know, what that would look at look like. Um, and this year, you know, in my opinion, again, um, those uh, freshmen that have signed or the incoming freshmen that have signed scholarships, those are fine. Those, they're in great shape. And um, and then our graduating seniors will uh, you know, be a, a, a supplement to that, that, um, you know, their roster sizes will be a little larger. Um, and so, you know. <laughs> travel parties and things like that will have to be looked at. So uh, again, um, you know, there's a lot of things that go uh, along with this, but um, I, I think having the seniors back is great. And I think the discussions that student athletes will have with their coaches in the coming years, um, you know, those are discussions a lot of them have at the end of four years after, you know, if they got a year left, if they redshirted earlier, um, does the student athlete want to graduate or do they you know, want to move on or do they want to uh, be a graduate transfer somewhere else? Those will be discussions that uh, our coaches and student athletes will have. Rick, Neil, welcome from CU Buffs here. Uh, I had a question about all the different scenarios that you say that you're planning for the budget process heading into next year. The, the, the number of those scenarios has to be just uh, innumerable. And are there things that you don't know what you don't know right now that you can't plan for? <laughs> well, um, you know, there's so many different scenarios out there. Um, and you guys mm -hmm. have all written about them. You've read them all. Uh, there's so many different scenarios. And, you know, we, we've got to focus on um, certain areas that we, we think are more likely um, and again, what those are today, I, I couldn't tell you, but um, by the end of, uh, you know, May, we may have a better idea of what those scenarios look like. Um, and yeah, it's, it's challenging to, to figure that out, but, you know, I've got a good team uh, together that's uh, looking at all that. And, you know, I'm in um, our, our conference uh, ADs meet a couple times a week. Uh, we're meeting with the NCAA a couple times a week. So there's a lot of discussion. And, um, and uh, again, it's hard to plan for a scenario that you don't know. But, you know, um, there's a number of scenarios that could fall into a couple different categories. So, you know, we're just looking at it all right now, Neil, and, and uh, going to make the decisions that we uh, think are best and that fits the scenarios that uh, we have to lay out. Thank you. Hey, Rick, Sean at the post again, uh, by the same token, you know, like you said, for all the hypotheticals are like the ultimate moving goalposts, goalposts metaphorically and physically. How hard is it, how challenging is it to sell football season tickets now when you've got a season where everything in the world is in pencil? Yeah, you know, we, um, Immediately when, um, you know, we, we started canceling basketball tournaments, you know, we extended our um, timeline for season ticket renewals. And, and is it difficult to sell? Certainly. Um, yeah. 
and you know with the unknowns but we've got a pretty uh, loyal uh, fan base and donor base that uh, have been very supportive and um you know we we still continue to um sell uh, tickets but we've extended our deadline into may uh and we may extend that again and you know we put together some different um pricing structures and payment plans and those kind of things so uh again we're we're going to continue to um you know sell tickets and and then um you know we'll have to make some determinations as we get a little bit clearer on what the future looks like Um, I know you, you're on a lot of different committees around the NCAA and talk to a lot of different people. And as you've kind of formulated your thoughts, um, how concerned are you with how this is going to have just long-term impact on college athletics? And I mean, two, three, four years or more down the road as far as sports being eliminated, things like that. Just like how concerned are you about the long-term of college athletics? Well, again, I, you know, um, there, there's been other significant events in our history and we know that the before and after are different. Um, and we anticipate that the after here is going to be different too. And, and how nimble we are and being able to adapt to that um, is going to be important. And uh, that's why having all these conversations locally, nationally, regionally, uh, I think are very important uh, for us moving forward and, and how we adapt uh, in a new environment is going to be, I mean, shoot, um, six weeks ago, I didn't know what a Zoom call was. And now I'm, I, I know how to turn off the video and mute and do all those wonderful things that you, you can do and go on the chat feature. Um, so, um, you know, we're, we're learning uh, a lot of new things. And, and I think, you know, when you have significant events like this, um, you know, the, the before and after are going to be different and, uh, you've got to be quick to adapt. And I think having all these different discussions uh, with a variety of leaders around the country, I think, uh, are helpful in um, being ready for whatever that is. Uh, Henry you're Chisholm talking, here. Terry Fry again. You, you, you're talking about the, the the after. The impression I'm getting is this is almost a revolutionary thing for the academic world. And I, I'm wondering whether – it will uh, affect the student athlete experience. You know, if they're in a, if they're on the road on a basketball trip, whether they can be in a class on on a Friday and that type of thing. Well, certainly, um, it it impacts the student athlete experience, and that's you know an area that's really important to us. And so, you know, we're trying to spend as much time as we can um, with our student athletes. Um, to make sure that we're providing the best experience that we can remotely. Um, and we've been really focused on, on that, um, making sure that they, um, you know, are getting the kind of support that they need to be successful. But, you know, you're, when you're not on a, a campus and when you're not experiencing that campus life and, um, you know, the, uh, the thrill of, of victory and the agony of defeat, you know, that old saying is, I mean, those are part of your experience and, you know, their athletic experience is an extremely important part of that. Their uh, social experience on campus is important and, um, you know, their academic uh, experience. So we're trying to um, be as supportive as we can in this environment. And, and again, that remains a primary focus for us. <laughs> 
Rick has time for one more question, if there is one. Uh, Henry Chisholm from DNVR here. Uh, hey, Henry. Next week is the NFL draft. This is a bit of a lighter note, but there are a handful of buffs who have a chance to be selected. Uh, what's that feel like for you as an athletic director to see these guys that you've been working around for a few years now get a chance to go live out their dreams? Well, um, you know, <laughs> I love our student-athletes, and um, being able to see them um, be successful in, in being drafted, you know, I think of LaVisca Chenault and, you know, his life and what he's been through. And, um, you know, when he scored that touchdown, and I just happened to be there when he came off the field and uh, being able to share that in the brief moment uh, with him, uh, it's exciting to see them um, be rewarded in a way that, uh, you know, they would be drafted and, and hopefully have a long uh, injury-free successful NFL career. So I'm excited for all of them. You know, just like, uh, you know, Philip Lindsay, every time he touches the football with the Broncos, I mean, that's exciting for me to see one of our student athletes uh, doing well. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm going to watch the draft with uh, the virtual draft uh, and uh, hopefully we'll have a number of guys selected and, um, and that would be great uh, first for them and second uh, for uh see you in, uh, in our athletic department. So uh, thanks for asking that, Henry. Uh, and with that, I'll just say uh, thank you to everybody for being on the call. I really appreciate your questions. And as we get more information and as we develop our, our plan, you know, I, I hope to do this every couple of weeks just to keep uh, you as informed as, as we possibly can uh, during this uh, time. So be safe, be well, and uh, thank you all again for joining us on the call. Have a great day. Thanks. Thanks, Rick. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. All right. That was a lot of good stuff. Uh, hopefully you guys liked it. Hopefully the sound was better. I, I, I found this really good software this time, and I just pulled the trigger and bought it because I'm going to use it for so many things, and I am so sick. I, I cannot tell you how many times I have called somebody, set a microphone on top of my phone while it's on speaker to record the interview. Like there are other interview softwares out there. I finally found one that's just like perfect for this setup right now. <sighs> I hope you guys enjoyed it because I had a lot of fun listening back because uh, it's just so smooth and I don't have to hear myself typing on the computer like the last time I did this. Um, again, I'm just flashing back, like calling Sam Neuer and hearing Sam Neuer tell me about people calling him Chef Noyardee because he cooks all the food at his house with Mikhail Onu and I think Jalen Harris was the third in there. But like that was an interview that I did over the phone with a microphone just set on my computer. Ugh, yeah. No more of those, though. I have the software. You guys don't care. I'm going to stop this. If you guys have any questions or comments or anything, let me know. We're going to get to all those in the next podcast, which will be pretty soon here. Um, Days are weird around draft time um, and in quarantine. Um, Hope you guys are doing well. Feel free to reach out if you got anything you want to talk. Oh, and get in. Get in the DNVR lounge. We're having some great talks in there. Dropping clips of these awesome new basketball players. Come join us. Uh, there's a link at the DMVR website if you're a web, uh, if you're a subscriber. Uh, then you can get in there, just chat all day with fellow Buffs fans um, or Broncos or Avs. And there's like a gaming channel and there's a music channel and there's all sorts of stuff. It's just again, it's friends 
they feel like they're close, but they can't get you sick. So just take advantage. Again, take advantage. We're giving you opportunities here. Um, appreciate you all for listening. We'll be back soon. Um, see you on Saturday for sure for Nebraska. And see you later, baby. baby. Colorado Army with soldiers like the Navy. Yeah. And voters where we stationed, patiently awaiting. Oh. When I hit the field, it's so hard to behave. Yeah. I'm Colorado swagging as the crowd do the wave. Look into my eyes, I can tell that you afraid. Uh-huh. Cause you know we finna hit ya. Hit ya. Hit ya. Hit ya. Hey. Hey. You on your own now, why you watching the official? Yeah. You just better hope you make it to the next whistle. Hey. And we ain't playing with you, you can get it. Colorado swag, my 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 Colorado